0: Hello, hello, hello. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. It has been a long time uh, since I've last recorded an episode of Seeking First and my apologies. um, But we had a bit of a crazy year this year, um, to say the least. Um, I did have every intention of recording, uh, as you could tell with my season two introduction. And I even recorded an episode uh, of Seeking First this year that was supposed to come out in March. And then we went into a global pandemic and it just completely, completely derailed all the plans that I have for this year. Um, but uh, it's still been uh an interesting and crazy year in the sense that uh I've I've done a lot more than I thought I would be able to do um I've done a lot more in terms of expanding my business um I may release that episode that was uh recorded earlier this year but um we'll see what happens uh, but I didn't want to let the year end without having an opportunity to check in and to um, just kind of reflect a little bit on what this year has been. Um, like I said, I, I, I've been really busy. I was able to move into a bigger office this year, and I needed to because I hired a full-time employee for the first time ever. Um, so that my business has matured. It's expanded, and I didn't expect that at all this year. Um, that that was quite a surprise, and God kind of blew my mind with that. Um, just the way that He allowed that to happen. Um, and I think that in light of that, and in light of the pandemic, I've I've managed to be COVID-free thus far. Uh, we're to, I'm recording this today. On December twenty fifth, Christmas Day. Um and most of uh, people close to me have managed to um be relatively COVID free. I've had a few friends um get the virus, I've had um some acquaintances pass away from the virus. Um I've had some people that I know who have gone into the hospital uh because of the virus, but uh were able to come out. Um And so in that sense, I consider myself fortunate uh, because I know a lot of people are not in that situation right now. Uh, And my my heart goes out to them, especially uh, this year at Christmas. Um, And it's been a reminder to me to not get too attached to whatever plans I create um, because being able to flow with God quite often Um, yields a better blessing than executing a plan that you create in your head. Um, So, because a lot of things you just don't have control over. And because he does, he knows you got to flow with him and allow him to lead and prepare you for what may come um, or be with you when things that you didn't expect show up. Um, and not to get too caught up in the traditions of humans and the plans of humans, um, but to be able to flex with God as he shifts and shows you where you should go, take those paths. Um, so that's kind of what I've been reminded of this Christmas season and what this year has kind of taught me and showed me, um, for uh, how God still shows up for us in those moments when things don't go according to plan. Um, and for Christmas this year, I wanted to do just a quick episode as a reflection on what Christmas really means. Because I think this year, in light of all of our, our traditions being kind of flipped on its head and turned upside down and not being able to practice them, it's a good time. To remember that God shows up in these kinds of places, especially. Um, That God shows up in our mess, in our inability to control life, in our uh, inability to determine exactly what we want to happen. This is when God shows up. And I know that that may be hard to believe, especially for people this year. Uh, for people who are mourning the loss of loved ones, for people who are battling depression or job loss or sickness. But God does show up in our mess. And Christmas is a reminder of that. In all that makes this world a messy place, God shows up. Um, Jesus entered into our mess To make sure that we won't be messy forever. That one day we'll be able to escape all of this mess. And enter into something that we can't even comprehend the goodness of. That's something that we can hope for. That's something that he gives us as a gift. Um, That this is all temporary. What we feel right now is temporary. What we are experiencing right now is temporary, even when it feels like it it won't end or it won't uh, ever end. The pandemic feels like it'll never end. Uh, grief can feel like it will never end. But there is an end to all of these things. And Jesus's birth signified the beginning of the end um, to the despair that this world can kind of uh, give us at these times. One day we will escape all of this mess and be with God forever in a place where none of these things even exist. Uh, We can hope for that. We can hope to be done with grief and poverty and violence and all the sin that makes this world a messy place. We can trust that this is true, that God entered the world to make sure that we didn't have to deal with this stuff forever. And if we believe That Jesus came into this world as a baby. As a poor baby at that. Jesus came into this world as a poor baby. In the circumstances that are depicted in scripture. Then we can also have the hope that he didn't do that in vain. He did that because he was ushering in something brand new. Something that we can hope for forever. One of my... Uh, favorite Christmas passages is Luke 2. Uh, I think I read it last year for the episode 2 as well, but uh, it's it's what I connect with. This is, in this Advent season, this is the text for me that really um, shows, uh, or that I connect with in terms of, you know, what does Christmas mean to me? Um, and it's come back around this year as I sat and tried to do an Advent reflection because I was feeling kind of disconnected this year um, in terms of Advent and what Christmas normally feels like, what Advent normally feels like. I wasn't in church physically. Um, I didn't have all of my normal traditions. You know, my friends and I get together on Christmas Eve and we do a Pollyanna um, my family gets together Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. We have uh, stuff at the church that we do. I Usually we do this parents' night out and get to um, hang out with the kids at the church to give the parents a break. And we do a Christmas party for them. Didn't get to do that. Um, didn't have Advent services in person. Um, you know, everything looked different. Um, Lots of Zooms and you know, text messages and phone calls and video messages and FaceTimes and all of this stuff. Whatever it was, it wasn't normal. So sometimes when things are not normal, it's hard to get our emotions connected with it. So I wanted to, to stop and do some kind of reflection just so I can connect with the truth of what this season means. Because I know that it doesn't mean all of those other things um, in truth. Even though those things can be good, they can also distract us from what this season really means. And I wanted to connect with the truth. Um, So I I took some time last week to meditate on this passage in Luke 2, just to find my connection um, to this season so that I didn't sink into, you know, sadness or despair or disappointment any deeper. Um, Just to say, hold up, let me... Let me connect with the truth here. So I'm going to read um, Luke 2, 1 through 20 um, and take a listen. And hopefully this may connect with you as well. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria And placed them in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, In the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you that you will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. So, That is uh, my favorite passage of scripture. I'll read the the rest in a little bit, uh, potentially. But um, that imagery to me is one of the beauties of Christmas. And the book of Luke in general, um, you'll find that Luke has an affinity for the poor and the downtrodden. And if you read Luke, he always seems to emphasize how the gospel speaks to the poor, speaks to the oppressed, speaks to those who are cast off in society, speaks to those who are forgotten. Luke's gospel um, is really written to those types of people and speaks to them in a particular way. And G, uh, the testimony of Jesus' birth as depicted in Luke is uh, true to that statement, To true to the the theme throughout Luke, uh, Luke that the gospel to the poor is good news. And what I love about this particular passage is that Luke shows a contrast throughout this passage that our American eyes and ears can't necessarily appreciate without some type of context because none of these things are things that would really matter to us as much because this is not our type of society so we don't really get it the same way unless somebody you know, explains the context of this to us so we, we can easily miss the beauty and imagery of this passage um, so in those days, an emperor's birthday would have uh, been celebrated in really grandiose fashion. So they would have had this massive party, and everybody who's anybody in the town would have come um, to celebrate his birthday. There would have been a great choir who would have sung at his, his celebration. Everyone in the town uh, would come except those who were poor and had to work like the shepherds. Um, The emperor at the time, Augustus, he was praised for um, inaugurating worldwide peace, as they they called it. So when Luke describes Jesus's birth, he uses words that would have offended people who would have worshipped the emperor, which is what you were called to do. The emperor was considered a deity, And you had to worship the emperor, which is why they they threw these grand dual celebrations to please him and to show their loyalty and to show that they indeed do hail him above everybody else. Um, So God uses this understanding of an earthly emperor celebration to usher in Christ's birth to the earth uh, through Luke. So Luke is... Using this kind of as a backdrop, because it would have been a great offense to people in that day. And they would have said, whoa, 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 wait a minute. All of this is happening for for this guy. We're really only supposed to do this for the emperor. Um, So. And it would have been an offense because Jesus was born in like the opposite circumstances that normally you would find an emperor in. So him being born in a manger is one of the lowliest and dirtiest places you could have possibly been born. It certainly wouldn't have been a place that you would think a king should be born. It was where animals went to the bathroom um, and he was born there to a mother and a father who were part of this uh, small, lowly, oppressed group of people who the Romans saw like they were roats or ants or something and they wanted to just uh smash them. It was like the last place on earth that a a king should ever be considered to be born. Um he was born and not an earthly choir, but a heavenly choir sang. Uh they revealed this chorus, um, the angels uh after they, you know, revealed Uh, Jesus's birth, saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and to men on whom his favors rest. Um, These angels uh, singing that chorus were uh, akin to the earthly chorus that would have sang at the emperor's birthday celebration. Um, So that was another contrast there. Um, And then what I think is really telling and uh, one of my favorite parts is that the angel revealed jesus's birth to shepherds and again to our modern ears modern american ears at that shepherds don't really mean a whole lot to us we don't really connect with that at all because we don't you know especially growing up in a city you don't really have a lot of connection with shepherds i mean uh we we call pastors shepherds or people even take offense at people being called the shepherds cuz they don't like to be uh considered cheap or anything um so we don't have really a a good context for understanding why shepherds in that day would have been uh kind of it would have been appalling for such a glorious moment to be revealed to shepherds. Shepherds were considered like poor people of society. They had jobs, but they were like the working poor. They um, they always had to work, so they never got to participate in any of these big celebrations. So they often didn't get to participate in worship um, at the temple um, or religious activities or holidays or um, any of that. They They would have always been tending to their flocks. And ironically, it would have been the flocks um, that were used for sacrifices, for religious sacrifices. So they were there tending to the sacrifices that would be used in celebrations that they could not themselves attend. And then people looked down on them for it, like because they just they just didn't have the time the opportunity to do that because you always had to be clean uh, and they were dirty because they were out in the field all the time. Um, so it was it, for God to choose them to reveal his birth to would have been an, a, a great offense in that day. But that also shows something about the character of God. That God is not using the things that we esteem in society uh, as the people that he is revealing himself to. God is not choosing people the way that we choose people. We choose people based on how good they look, how um wealthy they are, how how they make us feel, um you know, how popular they are, especially in this day like social media, how many followers they have, um whether or not they our uh, blue check mark on Twitter or a white check mark on Twitter, whatever it is, we follow people and we esteem people. And God is saying, mm, Those aren't the people I'm going to choose right now. I'm going to choose the opposite of that to reveal myself. So, the greatest revelation in history, God Himself coming to earth, was revealed to people that everybody else would have completely looked over. That tells you something about God's character. And if it doesn't, then you need to look again. God is not looking at people the way we look at people. And the peace that he ushers in by revealing himself to this world um, is not peace like the emperor was hailed for. Augustus was hailed for bringing worldwide peace. Um, The kind of peace that Jesus came to usher in was peace between God and man, because that is the biggest offense, and that has eternal consequences. when you don't have peace with God, that is a your biggest problem. Your biggest problem is not is not having peace with God, and Jesus came to solve that. Um, no man could ever do that for you and this is beautiful imagery to me that when the the angels say on a, and on earth peace. Uh, goodwill towards men is what some translations say, or God's favor towards men. Um, he's talking about the kind of peace that is impossible to get on your own, that is impossible for any human being to give to you, that is impossible for even Augustus himself to um, to be able to give. So that peace is what Jesus came to to usher in. And it's a great reminder this year because all of us have been affected by this global pandemic in some way, whether it's uh, in the um sickness itself in the death of a loved one in the hospitalization of a loved one and losing a job and having our entire lives upended and being in uh these spaces where we are just tired of being in our houses and tired of Zoom and we've got screen fatigue and all of that, all of this situation we find ourselves in, there is one thing that we can be assured of. And that is that with God, we have peace with him, that there's something bigger than this world, that there is something, um, that transcends this world that can't be changed it can't change. Nobody can take that away from us. We cannot be plucked out of God's hand because he entered into this mess to make sure that we don't have to be messy forever. And that's a beautiful thing, particularly um, this year. And I think that in the the changing of our traditions, um, it's helpful for us to Hold on to something that's solid. To hold on to something that we know is not going to change. Um, Jesus came in and busted up tradition. Busted up the traditions of men to show them the truth. And for all of us whose Christmas traditions have been busted up because of COVID, um, woe unto us if we don't take this opportunity to... Look to Jesus at how he intentionally busted up traditions and came into a mess to show us what was true, to show us what was real, and to show us what's not going to change. Um, That can be a beautiful thing if you let it. So if you find yourself in that place, um, I do pray that you look for Jesus He's probably in the last place you think he'd be because it's a messy place. It's he's not in the the lights and the trees and the gifts, um, not the way that he is in the mess, not the way that he is in the pain and the grief and the disappointment and the depression and the regret and the insecurities and the loneliness. We think that, you know, God shows up only in the the good times and the place with all the fanfare and all the money and all the gifts and all the gatherings and all the traditions. But if we really want to see Jesus this year, we got to look in the hard places. We got to look in the messy places. That's where he is. Uh, The shepherds are the ones who were guided and knew where to look for Jesus. They were the ones and it says that they became the first evangelists really of Jesus's birth when the angels had left them uh starting at verse 15 again back in Luke 2 when the angels had left them and gone into heaven the shepherds said to one another let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about so they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. They became the first evangelists, the ones who knew to look in the messy places and who were messy themselves um became bearers of good news to the rest of the world. So if you feel like you're a mess this year, um Jesus is near. If you feel like um you only see the mess of this world, then look for Jesus cuz he's here. He really is here. Um, this is where he comes. This is where he shows up. You don't have to feel jolly <laughs> this year. Um, not to, to treasure those things that are true and those things that are truly, truly good news. He came to ensure that none of the mess that we find ourselves in taunts us forever, that we can hope for better and that and that day will come. Just as sure as he came the first time and it was promised that he would, he's going to come again. And when he comes again, guess what? All of this gets done away with. And if he doesn't come in our lifetime, that means we end this life and we get to see him anyway. Either way, all of this is temporary. That should lift our spirits, that whatever we're dealing with right now, whatever the heaviness is, use this as an opportunity to look to him, the one in whom he makes all of this disappear. That our forever home is a place where grief has no no hold on us, that none of these things can affect us forever, that the poverty that we see, um, the nonchalantness of our leaders uh, when it comes to dealing with this stuff, it doesn't matter, because there is a God who cares enough to enter the mess with us and not leave us in this place forever. That should lift our spirits, and if we get caught up in this world only, then we will despair. But our hope is in eternity. And my prayer for you today, as you continue to celebrate Christmas in whatever way um, you get to celebrate that today, is that we use this as an opportunity to look to Jesus, our hope of glory, our eternal Savior, and the God in whom is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. And, uh... I pray that I can get in at least one more episode this year um, to do kind of a year-end recap. And I can talk a little bit more about what this year, um, what I've seen this year, what I've experienced, and what I've learned um, before we get into uh, the next season. So season two is going to be real short, um, probably, uh, unless I just continue this as season two. We'll see how God moves, but I'm trying to flex with him. Thank you for flexing with me. Uh, And I pray that you have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Good night.